All right. Welcome to the CXM Experience. And as always, I am your host, Grad Khan, CXO, Chief Experience Officer at Sprinkler. And today is going to be a really, really, really awesome show because I have an old friend and someone who I have not talked to that much in the last couple of years, uh, even though ironically, we both live in the same city now. So <laughs> right. I saw David so many times more when I lived in Seattle than when I yeah. actually moved to New York. Um, but, uh, but I want to welcome today David Feinberg. And David is the Senior VP and the Chief Marketing and Communications Officer for the Mount Sinai Health System. And I knew David when we were both working together at New York Presbyterian Hospital. I was on the vendor side at Microsoft, uh, building up the Connect system, and uh, David was CMO at NYPH. And uh, if you ever wonder why New York Presbyterian has got the word New York kind of together, crammed together with a hyphen, <laughs> that's David's fault. I, um, I can, so. I can, I think I can explain that. <laughs> yeah, anyway, no, you I know hope, what? It doesn't matter. It, it's in the so. past. They can't Who change knows? it now. They can't Who change knows? it now. I, I go to nope. Columbia doctors and I, so I see NYPH stuff still all the time and can't still death. interact with a lot of the systems that we built. And I get a little small chuckle every time I see that stuff. So, um, <laughs> anyway, welcome. And, uh, you know, you've been a, a healthcare marketing executive for a lot of your career, although yep. you were actually at Procter and Gamble, uh, earlier in your career. So we share yes. that in common. But, you know, I just, I don't really want to talk about, you know, where, where we work and stuff as much. I really want to talk about sort of your theories of marketing, kind of, it, always a lot of people get good nuggets of advice. Um, sometimes um, a lot of like new and career people are listening. Uh, so they're always wondering like, what it, does it take to become a CMO? I always tell them, you know, before you ask for something, make sure you really want it. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. That's for sure. Because <laughs> you, you have, and we're not going to get into this today, but you no. had some of the craziest experiences yes. I've ever heard. Like the, just the, the abuse that you have taken from doctors is just <laughs> extraordinary. You are, you are one tough. You're one tough oh, motor man. Oh, thank you, Grad. That's, that's very, that's very, that's very. <laughs> you are super tough. Anyway, yeah. So, yeah. so let me let me start just for some, just to kind of an icebreaker. One of my favorite things about marketing uh, is that I am going to ask this question, which is, how do you define marketing? Okay. And one of my favorite things about marketing is I'm pretty sure that I have never heard the same answer to this question ever. Uh, and I can take a room of 50 people and ask them to define marketing and I'll have 50 different replies. Uh, so everyone's got a slightly different take on it, which makes it kind of, I think part of what makes it kind of complicated. So let's start with that. Cause I know you've got kind of a, a pretty well thought out definition of it and take me through how you define marketing. So funny, you should ask, can, um, we just went through an exploration on this myself. I went through an exploration on this. I had to, I was asked to give a lecture up oh, at, uh, okay. and I'll drop a name up at Harvard, uh, School, oh, of Pub uh, School of Public Health. Excuse me. Oh, excuse on, me. Okay. Yeah, Harvard lecturer. Okay. Uh, Can you no, still do this friend, podcast or do you have yeah, to like go yeah, to Harvard sure. right now? Okay. No, 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 for sure. I'm not official <laughs> faculty. Um, and, and, and a good friend of mine asked me to speak to this class of, of healthcare executives. And she said, she gave me the very broad uh, definition. Tell them what you do. They'll, they're going to love to hear what you do. And then I had to actually think about it hmm. and, and kind of define it. And part of that is defining what is the role of marketing to, and these are mostly doctors. And so, as you alluded to, I've gotten a lot of uh, interesting interactions with physicians because the concepts of marketing, and there may be something here in Myers-Briggs or whatever, but they have trouble thinking about marketing as anything other than sales. 
and they don't really yeah. understand the difference. So I've spent a lot of time in my career working with these incredibly smart people. You know, somebody said to me, mm. you're talking to people, there's nobody who's gotten a crooked letter, you know, on their on their, <laughs> on their transcript when you're dealing with places like Mount Sinai or Columbia or Cornell or, you know, all these places, all these fancy, Harvard, all these fancy places. So what I try to do is break it down and make it very simple. As you know, there are some really complicated marketing models. And I try to say, look, it's it really gets back basically what you're trying to do with marketing is to identify a target audience and help them interact with you in ways that are helpful to them and to your business or brand and to manage that interaction. That's one very, I know that's maybe overly simplistic, but it's how I like to think about it. So who are you talking to? What is it that you wanna do either for them or with them? And then how do you manage the relationship so as to achieve that goal? Hmm. And that's that I in like essence that. is, is hmm. marketing. That's and then nice you break definition. it down into its little pieces. But it, think about it broadly in its in its in its grandest scope. That's what it is. And that's how I like to think about it. It helps me focus our activities to make sure we're doing things that are productive. So I'm always asking my my team, what are we doing to advance that relationship? That's and how really, are, I love that. How, are how we do you thinking measure about that? How do you measure the relationship? Well, it gets back to what is it you're trying to do. So let's talk about the easiest thing and the one that people gravitate to immediately. We want to more more transactions that could be, uh, you know, downloading an, a, a piece of information we have. It could be coming in for an appointment, making an appointment. In the case of healthcare systems, uh, that that seems to be a big a big driver. How many different types of procedures are we doing? What have you? So then you're measuring volume. But you're also measuring leakage, you're measuring the flow of patients, how often do patients have to interact with you to, to see. So you're, you're trying to just measure the number of interactions, that, and that's relatively simple. What's harder is to measure why, and that's important too. Like, what is it that's driving that interaction? Why are they coming to you? And here you get into all sorts of thoughts about segmentation and some people come to you because it's convenient. Some people come to you because you're on your insurance plan. Other mm. times, and and this this not to get too complicated in this, but it varies in terms of the type of procedure you're trying to have. In the case of healthcare, the more serious it is, the more tendency people have to shop. And right. do they have a choice? Sometimes people have a choice. Sometimes they don't. So there's a lot of things that that inter, that affect that. And then on a broader basis, when we talk about attitudes and beliefs. We do kind of the usual, I, you know, I, I try to keep it simple, but we do kind of the usual, you know, net promoter score, versions of net promoter score, which pr frankly, I, I got a kick out of that when that came about, because it's like, I've, we've always thought about that, but then somebody put a name to it and then somebody branded it and somebody, mm. you know, wanted to, the, the, the specific definition. Basically, it's, will people recommend you and will they come back to you, right? And how, how does that vary across your, the people you're trying to talk about. And again, it depends on the type of interaction you're talking about. So you could, again, these are the types of things you can measure with pretty traditional research, I think. And yeah, so you're, so you're looking at customer feedback as kind of a core measure of the relationship. And Absolutely. you've got, there's, there's NPS, that's one. Um, there's also in healthcare, there's a unique thing, which is this press Ganey score. Yes, we measure that. With the, so and press the, and Ganey. And the HCAP score, which has got a pretty big impact on hospital revenue. Do you want to how do you how do you how do you feel? Well, uh, what what kind of sense of responsibility do you have around the HCAP score, and how do you look at it? We do look at it, so we're we're not. It's more of a measure than it is something we're responsible for. I would say, 
uh, because it, it, it relates to the patient experience, which we get involved with and we try to drive it and we try to improve it, but I don't control it. I don't really control what happens at the bedside, but we're very much involved with that group because I can't, my ultimate job here is to build the brand and the brand can't get better than the product. So we really look very closely at that interaction and see what we can do with, to improve that given what product we're putting out there. And mostly it's good. Mostly it's very, and sometimes it's fabulous. Yeah, Mount Sinai, yeah, you, you know, no one's yeah. gonna, yeah. Yeah, but, but we have our issues. We really do. And we're, we're, uh, we're working on them. There's a lot of EMR integration. There's a lot of, we're still, too, way too many people are filling out paperwork way too often, for example. And yeah. I was just on the I was just on the phone yesterday with our head of our, we have a new head of IT, new chief information officer, and she and I are hell bent for leather to solve those problems so that we can really give a much better customer experience and therefore build the brand. Well, that's cool. And then that partnership with IT is something you've always been really good at, actually. Um, Thank you. That's something that I, think well, I believe you know, in it. It's it's yeah. critical. I think yeah. you've always gone further towards the product than a lot. I see a lot of marketers. Like I get your point about, you know, the marketing can't be better than the product, although many times it is. Yeah, many times, <laughs> so, yes, yeah. Ultimately, yeah, no, there's a right. lot of yes, examples. Yes, 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 that's yes, true. Yes, that's fair, um, but that's it fair. shouldn't be right. And it's actually right. really good marketing can kill a bad product faster because, you know, people all get excited and they try it. And then, you know, the next thing, you know, hilarity ensues. But uh, but I do think that you, you've always done a good job of trying to get close to that patient experience and wherever marketing can help. That's something you've always taken. I feel like you've taken a lot of ownership on that. It is interesting because I've got, I've got the Prescani questionnaire. I just had knee surgery. I'm sure everyone's sick and tired of hearing me talking about it. But I just had knee <laughs> surgery. And, and so I had a, an, I did an HSS, okay? And Dr. Yep. Alchek did my knee. And it was a fantastic surgery. My knee feels amazing. I was That's literally great. out of pain as I was waking up. I was waking fantastic. up and I noticed the pain was gone. Uh, and I'd just been in, in surgery. But there were a couple little things in the experience that had nothing to do with Dr. Alchek, right? Mm-hmm. And they were all like kind of HSS kind of customer throughput issues that I, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous. I don't really want, I think I'm not going to do anything in the HCAP score. I'm just going to give them like top scores all the way down because I don't want to ping bing them with that. But I have told them, hey, you know, when you asked me if I had any allergies and I said I had a peanut allergy, maybe you shouldn't have given me peanuts when you're discharging me. Like, what, is that? Well, you what, know, what are you trying to tell me? You're trying to tell so, me, like, I know your knee's feeling good, but you probably should, you know, so a take, little inside, take an a early little powder ins- here, dude. So a little inside baseball. If, you know, it, that's one. Of, and I'm, I'm not, look, I have tremendous admiration for HSS. But oh, my we're, God. They're it's amazing. Yeah. They're a specialty hospital. We're a general hospital. We do that stuff, too, and many other things. But one of the things that you get into, especially hospitals, is so that's not my job. So, for, for example, if you had an allergic reaction to the peanuts, they wouldn't see you. You'd, go, you'd have to go someplace else. Good point. Yeah, there's <laughs> I no, mean, there's I'm, no I'm emergency. laughing about it, yeah. but it's true. It's like, yeah. it's like, that would have been hilarious. You know, that would not have been hilarious. <laughs> you know, the place where I used to work, you would have had to go next door to, uh, to oh my God. Uh, stomping wheeled into another hospital. Uh, yeah, or, anyway, an ED, so. or, or an ED. Or an ED. Well, it, but I do feel like marketing could have been part of that. You know, I, th- I think yeah. that, you know, hey, a yeah. patient exit package or a patient, you know, essentially it was like a little gift package. They had a little bag, a little bit of tissue in it. Like, it was really kind of cool. Um, it just included ingredients that would kill me. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But besides that, the intent of it was really cool and the package was really nice. But that seemed almost like marketing. That was like way past the sort of patient experience part. And again, you know, my, my knee is almost fully recovered now and it's been amazing. In fact, 
it's been such a great experience that my right knee, which I injured, actually Kevin O'Brien injured it. Uh, so it was this <laughs> bastard named Kevin O'Brien uh, who went to McGee High School with me. And if you're listening, Kevin, you know, do not relax, okay? You're still on my list, okay? Uh, and, uh, and he hit me from behind in the last week of school and rotated me 180 degrees on my knee and destroyed my right knee. And uh, it's never been right. And so that's and why you're time, not a running back, right? That's why you never. Had well, that's NFL that's career that's or. the reason. Yeah. Yes. That <laughs> wasn't necessary. <laughs> you liked me. That was that was. Kind I of do cool. like you <laughs> a lot. <laughs> anyway, so um, and every time, like the technology for knees, because kept advancing, right? Mm-hmm. And every time it was like maybe now I could get it fixed properly because it's um, it's really terrible, very loose, and I don't have since yeah. don't have an ACL in my right knee it's not quite there, you know, or I'm like too old or whatever. Like I'm never quite until now. And so Dr. Alchek, when he was going through everything and, and this is good upsell, this is good upsell technique too. And yeah. so he does this amazing job on my left knee and the whole thing went and created incredibly well. And he took me through it all and stuff. And then, uh, and he's like, so about that right knee, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, what do you mean? Yeah. He goes, we should fix that. Um, because you're going to want, you're going to roll over on it at some point and then you're going to, you'll be back in here for more meniscus repair, but we really need to fix that ACL. And so I'm going in for an MRI tomorrow and we're getting geared up to do the right. Fantastic. So, I've had ACL repair you know, myself, yeah. so it's great. Well, they've changed yeah, it. it. You know, they, you know, they used to do it with cadaver, uh, tend, they don't do that anymore. Uh, what they do is there's a, this, <laughs> this is like way off topic. There's a vestigial, uh, hamstring in our legs that we don't use. That's on the inside of the thigh. And so they remove that, and then they put that in your knee as your ACL. Isn't that cool? I and, don't know. And- I had one done. I'll be honest with you. I think they did that. This was years ago. This was like 20 years ago. And I don't remember them talking about a cadaver. So I don't, they said, we're going to take something, and we're going to reuse it, and it's going to be fine. And it has yeah. been. So they, guess, yeah, so. they have been doing that. Yeah. And then yeah. and but anyway, but the thing but is, like, I said, well, what's my leg going to look like after they remove? Like, and there's like, there'll be three little holes. Yeah. And no, just like no there's two deal. little holes in my left right knee. He's like, yeah. you're not going to even know. Like, I have six months later, you're not even going to be able to find yeah. it. It's, it's like, incredible. that's amazing. That is amazing. Anyway, but so one let's of the come things, back to just marketing. to get back to the topic, <laughs> one of, no, one of the things I'll, I'll, I'll uh, drift off of this in, back into topic. So, one of the things I do, and my and they've really accepted this maybe because I'm now where they'll have, they have to, so I have to maybe, but they'd be very polite. So, whenever I'm a customer, I come back and I tell them what's going on. And it's been a really, at least here, that's been a really great reaction. So I had a procedure and I went through and I said, here's all the things that create touch point problems that are changeable. Yeah. Yeah. You that's know, awesome. not be, within the realm of the, all right, like why this or why this? And, and can we fix everything from you walk into some places and there's, oh, they, one of the things that is worse in healthcare is over signage. And I'm I'm also responsible for signage, right? And we like wayfinding in the hospital. Yeah, wayfinding. Right. But yeah. but but in over the office signage. Setting, what does that mean? They put here's a good example. If they, you have that notice, you have to stay six feet apart. Hmm. So instead of putting on one prominent wall, they put them everywhere. Like it's like I get it, right? <laughs> I'm walking. I'm seeing the same thing. Or wash your hands. Like one hmm. office I went into, and I counted within within my eye shot of where I was sitting in the office, you could see the same notice six different times and what it does it creates clutter and actually what it does is it doesn't it doesn't help the communication because there's so much noise you you don't see it anymore it becomes background Mm, rather than having one good sign they got six crummy signs right Right. so these are the kinds of things that we can 
you know, I have a team, I have a team that helps with science and they can go around, they can clean it up and, 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 and kind of fix it and improve that experience so that we're creating a, a, a better branded experience that's more in keeping with the image we're trying to project. So you've got NPS, you've got HCAPS and Press Ganey, you've got your own secret shopper or not so secret shopper, I guess, but you know, yeah. I'm sure they're spending, I mean, I would assume you would have an excellent experience at any moment in time at Mount Sinai, uh, hopefully, but uh, maybe not. But the, you know, I think they're, they're going to pay attention to you, but you're still going to have feedback. How about like just comments out there? People are talking on forums, people on Facebook, well, we're listening. Twitter. You're listening? Yeah, we're, okay. we have, we have a, a service we use to listen. I think we're not as far ahead in reputation management as I'd like us to be, candidly. Mm. We want to do a better job, but we're certainly always monitoring what people are saying about us. In, in, do you in, respond? On occasion. It, on it, occasion depends on, no. it depends on what the thing is. If it's something medical, if somebody has a medical mm. problem, we respond. Got and we it, say, look, like, can we take it offline? Can we help you? We don't yeah. want anybody to have it. If it's just a general comment, we tend not to, but it's something we're thinking about. I mean, it's also a matter of, with us, I know a lot of people have scale, so it's we're not alone in that, but the sheer number of interactions that we have is mind-blowing. So we have to make sure if we do respond, we can respond well. And we have to, we just have to make sure we can, we have the scale to do what we need to do. Well, this is just for a second. Um, Dignity Health's doing some incredible stuff, like mind-blowing stuff in this area. Mm-hmm. So if you ever want to just bounce some ideas off, we can connect you with them and they can just tell you like, they've, got, they've literally written a whole book on how to do it. I actually got it up on my screen right now. Actually, what's it called? It's yeah, they're called, very impressive. Yeah, they have Reputation and Community Management Manual wow. um, for a Common Spirit. And it's, it's a massive document that they've written. Uh, it's an amazing piece of work. I cannot share it directly with Without you because it's right, confidential yeah, right. for them. Right. Um, but they are uh, certainly, I know they would be delighted to sort of talk to you in detail. I can connect you with the, the people that who would be great. That, that team. I yeah, think I, have a lot of, I have a lot of, uh, lot of respect and admiration for that organization. They're, well, they're, you know, Dignity is amazing because what they've done, I think they've done three things incredibly well. One is that they've taken a lot of disparate systems and they're pulling them together. Uh, to be able to manage that across that many silos in healthcare, which is already complicated enough in a single system. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Really impressive, super impressive. The second thing yeah. they've done is they've they've pushed really hard on the human aspect of healthcare, uh, from their advertising to the way they're managing reputation to the way they interact with people. So they're they've taken this, I think, a very uh, in their their market marketing perspective. If you were to take your definition of creating a relationship, they're basing their relationship on the emotional connection mm-hmm. and how healthcare changes your life. Right, so yeah. that. In good, you know, well done, right? And obviously, poorly done also changes your life in not a good way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the third thing that they've done, which I, I think is really amazing, is they've built an incredibly stable financial foundation. You know, that, and that's not to be scoffed at. Like the, their, their financial yeah. management and the financial controls and the way they run it gives them, you know, the, you know there's an old saying, no money, no mission. Right. Right. And so they've, they've extended oh, well. their ability to, to supply mission by being able to manage their money. And it's, it is very, it's incredible, actually. All right. So let me, let me ask you uh, one more question. Yeah. Uh, and this will be for maybe sort of folks who are thinking about going into marketing or are in marketing and wondering why they're in marketing or, <laughs> or you know, like there's, um, there was an old expression about advertising. <clears throat> and this, mm-hmm. this comes back from the 60s. 
which is, um, you know, at one point, advertising professionals were ranked very low in professions that people respected or trusted. So mm-hmm. I think they were like just one tick above politicians. Okay. And, um, <laughs> and used car and, salesman. Yeah. Well, yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> the bottom of the pile. Right. And yeah. the joke was, please don't, please don't tell my mother that I work in advertising because, you know, I'd rather her be comforted by what she thinks I do. What, what, what does she think you do? Well, I, I told her I play the piano in a whorehouse. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather her think that than think that I'm in advertising. Like, oh, oh boy, God, that things, things are going to get crazy if she finds out the truth. Okay. <laughs> and so you never heard that before? No, I haven't heard that. Really? Wow. That's, that's like, yeah, that's like my that. mom wanted me to be a doctor so badly. Like she's still like, she's still holding out a little hope, right? Every time I go into a hospital, I think she hopes I accidentally pick up a scalpel and demonstrate some kind of like, my hands are still really steady. She said, you still got steady hands. (laughs) But uh, but then I remember telling her I was going into business school and the look on her face was like, I was like, I had uh, destroyed all her dreams. It was, um, it was a tough moment. Uh, So, um, so why did you go into marketing? Cause I, there's a, Another thing that I also tell people, because I get asked all the time, hey, I want to go into marketing. I want to be in marketing. And I'm like, why would you want to do that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, can you do anything else? Like, mm-hmm. is there anything else that you've ever demonstrated any confidence <laughs> for in any way, like really good at video games or anything else that you can do that you could possibly think of potentially making some money at versus marketing? Because uh, I think what makes marketing really challenging is that it is a difficult, challenging profession with a lot of moving parts and you have to work across a lot of different silos. So super collaborative and everybody thinks that they can do it and everyone thinks they can do it better than you. Right. Right. And so it is, it is like brutal job. Right. So what made you decide to go into marketing and what keeps you staying in marketing? What gets you up every morning? What makes you still keep the dream alive? What's, what's your secret there? You know, uh, that's a great question. I'll, I'll allude to the latter and then I'll start the former, get back to your, your, the second part of your question. The, I, I still am amazed at how energized I get. Hmm. I, it just, it's just, it's just, after all these years, I still yeah. am interested. I have no interest in stopping. So I still get jazzed by it. So what made me go into marketing? It's a combination of what I thought I could do and what I knew I couldn't. Right. So I went to, I decided to go to business school undergrad really because, you know, it, I figured it'd be a good background for whatever it is I wanted to do. And eventually I wanted to go to law school. And at some point in the undergrad curriculum, you could take a marketing course. And I'm going, hmm, this, this is really interesting. I never, I didn't even know what marketing was, to be honest with you. And I took the intro to the course and I was just fascinated by the definitions and what it could do. It just, I just was drawn to it. And on the other end was, I was not great at the other stuff. Like, you know, accounting, <laughs> I was terrible. Like I could, like, you know, stati- I'll never forget statistics. I, I'm old enough to know when having a calculator was a big deal, right? And they weren't cheap. And it was very controversial whether you could use a calculator or not. So when I took statistics, I had to take a year of statistics. The first semester I got a C and then they let you use calculators and I got an A, right? Because I just I just couldn't, it just didn't work for me in finance. And so even though I had an economics degree undergrad, the pure quantitative stuff that was just about numbers, I was not as suited for. But then when I took the management courses and the marketing courses, I did really well. So I said, maybe I should do the things I'm good at. And also, I was fundamentally fascinated. Yeah. 
yeah. about yeah so it's kind of like play to your strengths i don't mm-hmm. know if you know about you ever heard about strength finders you probably of course, have yeah. you know so Very, yeah. so it was my i i backed into that i said let me yeah. play into my my strengths so that was part of it and then also i felt that with marketing you could be a generalist you could do a lot you had to do a lot of different things it wasn't gonna like accounting to me was like way too way too narrow it's just a and even finance so that was it, i was just drawn to it so that was that was really why i did it and i say to my team by the way and we're like i said we're blessed to be in a, there's no there's no question about our mission right we don't have to worry about are we mission or do we have a, a mission and i say to my team you know marketing saves lives and mm. The reason is that we are helping people discover the care that they need wow. and helping them get access to that care. Wow. So it's a powerful right. outcome when we do it well. And we've seen this and we get this and like people yeah, find out about yeah. stuff. And so we, and I want them to have that sense of mission because when you're in an organization like us, where the, you know, the people are actually doing the operations like you had, how, how do you feel your role? How do you feel like a part of that as opposed to just putting out brochures or doing websites or whatever? And so we put it in, into that broader context. So what, what gets me, what keeps me going is that there's, it's ever changing. Like, I re, again, I'm old enough to remember when there were basically three channels, right? And so you could, you could, you could buy a show. And well, you four could channels, reach, right? There was, yeah, four. ABC, CBS, NBC, and then public oh, four okay and then eventually fox came around so but i remember a time when you could buy a show on television and reach a third of the viewing yeah. public with one show right and we we can't and with numbers or audience numbers in the 20 millions back when the country was a third was two-thirds the size it is now and you were reaching 10 times as many people as there as are considered a good audience today with a single vehicle right <laughs> and even then we didn't think it was simple right but now with the plethora, it's just, so, so that fascinates me. And then I've moved around a fair amount, both voluntarily and sometimes involuntarily. <laughs> and, and, and now here, I think this is a great platform being where I am to use the accumulated skills I've had for an organization. Mount Sinai has not been a marketing-oriented organization. So I've, I've had actually a theme. When I came to New York Presbyterian, I was there for, there was, there was a merger and I was their first marketing executive. And now here at Mount Sinai, even though they've had marketing executives before me, they've never had anybody with my background or experience. Oh, so okay. I'm sort of reinventing it for nice. Mount Sinai. So oh. starting starting from scratch. So that, that's that's kind of exciting, too. So anyway, that's a long-winded way of saying I love that's what That's fantastic. I well, marketing saves lives. Well, I wouldn't, what a great way to drive mission on the team. That's, I'm gonna, we're going to kind of close on that. Uh, I will say I'm going to be in New York next week. Let's, so let's get yeah. I'm vaccinated, so you know. Yeah, I am get too. Together, double back. We, we double, can kiss double and bead, Double vaccinated. Yeah. All right. Um, so okay. So, so let's uh, let's uh, let's wrap this up. But David, this was an amazing session. Marketing saves lives. I'm going to keep that with me all day and figure out how I can get my team to think that way too. A little bit of a longer road for us, but I'm sure there's some way to get there. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And so, but no, it's really, it really, it really is like a, it is a powerful idea, and I think it's it's much better. Then get the brochure out by Thursday. So yeah, I, right, I, I exactly. definitely more, yeah, more yeah. operating. Right. Why is our uh, NPS score too low? There, you know? yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's Ultimately. awesome. Well, so it I'd was love great. To catch up. And this is great, great that we got connected. And also, I hope this was helpful to people. And if not, yeah, you know, I hope it was. And if and I'm happy to do other sessions about other topics. Yeah, well, we I, often get comments. 
Right. Uh, and so uh, we'll we'll sort of we may let's do a part two when we kind of get that feedback. If, if I think people suspect are interested. that people what what where a lot of the energy is these days is on this relationship idea that you talked about. There's a lot of energy around how do I measure that? How do I mm-hmm. track that? How do I manage that? How do mm-hmm. I you know how do I look at the the more formal research based sort of structured uh, solicited feedback mm-hmm. and how do I incorporate the uh, less formal unstructured unsolicited feedback which right. is out there as well and and, and then the sort of the other I think reputational and relationship issue is that no consumer sits alone anymore right. so you know as I actually went to many many different knee doctors before I decided we found Dr. Alchek and same thing I just had face surgery same thing I went through a whole bunch of different people mm-hmm. and it wasn't just the time I spent with the physician. It was all the things that I read about them sure, well, from other people who'd seen them. He's got them. about as good a reputation yeah. as well, you Dr. can Dr. Olchuk's like yeah. impeccable, yeah. right? But, yeah. but and it was actually interesting to see how some of these other physicians had not managed their online reputation very well. And there was some like brutal stuff out yeah. there. It was just like yeah. terrifying. And so that's, that's something I think we've got to all get sort of locked into. And I've, I've not yet met a marketer who's not sort of struggling with that and yeah. do i create a reputation score where, where do i spend my money should i spend more here more there all that kind of stuff we could dig into that and i think you're in the middle of a, a very interesting one because so there's so many things like health grades and health scores and yeah. people giving feedback there's formal yeah. systems informal systems like there's a lot of that kind of measurement yeah. going on and you're in a very measured industry so yes i think you've yeah. got a lot to offer us there so i'll definitely hit you up for us sort of a part two but uh, but that's it for today love to do it can talk to you anytime anyway thank you for the opportunity thank you, david. appreciate it hope it was helpful and, and take care well i want to thank david david feinberg senior vp and chief marketing and communications officer for mount sinai health system and i am brad Kahn, cxo at sprinkler uh, this has been the cxm experience and we will talk to you next time <laughs>